0: Hey guys, welcome to Palhana's annual Fantasy Baseball Podcast for 2021. This is Neil. This is Aaron. <laughs> Another year of Fantasy Baseball, and this time it's most likely going to be a full season. Did we do one last year?
1: Yeah. I don't know, Like you can throw some of it out the door. You can take well, of the... some of it for granted. I don't know. It's, it's it hard was, to say.
0: It was one... Well, one of the predictions came through, okay, Dodgers won a World Series, but it was half a season or a third of a season or something yeah. like that, so... No, well, with really... A lot
1: of players, for fantasy-wise, a lot of them underperformed. Some performed very well. A lot of hitters blamed the fact that they couldn't have access to technology, right? Looking at video in between at-bats. And for that reason, a lot of hitters struggled...
0: They get access to that again this year, right?
1: Yeah. So, will they return, or was it a skills drop? Was it pitchers got better? I was telling you stories about spin rate. They're supposed to change the ball this year. Yeah. To a softer ball. I don't know. To So, we really don't know. Like, when we're doing this draft, we're expecting, what, a 10, 15% drop off in home runs, maybe, possibly. The expectation is pitchers are very important this year, much more than last year. Because last year was just a straight sprint, right? Pitchers threw a maximum of like, what, 60, 70 innings? Yeah. So this year, if you're listening to prognosticators, some of them are saying there's not going to be a 250-inning workhorse. There's not even going to be a 200-workhorse. There probably will be maybe a couple at 200. The expectation is most guys will... Get to about 180. Tops. Yeah. So that means more pitchers, uh, six-man rotations possibly. The DH is gone in the NL, right? Which kind of makes me sad. Why? Because you wanted more offense? Because that's the question, right? Because part of the offense rise was they didn't have to deal with pitchers. It became a much more offensive game. Numbers did go up. Pitchers dominated, but also some pitchers had bad numbers based off just one bad week, Two bad starts, blew up your entire ERA, your whip. On the offensive side,
0: like you've seen, like a lot of a lot more hitters, they were able to even on
1: like a quote unquote day off, they were able to stay in the lineup because of the DH. I think it's better, easier for the NL guys to get their starters in the DH slot than the AL guys because they already have a DH set up, right? So yeah, they they already have like that checked off. I think it was advantageous to the NL. They could add a regular time hitter. Yeah. So
0: I understand, like, yeah, pitcher is a position, and I'm not a big watch a pitcher blunt like three times out of the out of the game or something like, like
1: that. I'd say, like, I would see. Like, I don't like pitchers hitting, but I think you would give a little more advantage to an NL pitcher. Because well, it, it does more muddy the water.
0: It, it muddies the water in terms of like predicting predicting numbers a little bit more like you would always say like nl pitchers have an advantage but um
1: uh we did a draft we did a mock draft on tuesday do you want to
0: give us the lowdown of what we did
1: so i decided that we should draft between the two of us six separate teams each each having specific characteristics indicative of the things you would see in a draft room i didn't want to use a mock draft system where guys could screw it up we only ran through about 14 rounds because it was pretty time consuming. So we'll just go through the teams. Team 1 run by Neelan. So Neelan had the odds. I had the evens. His team 1 was based off scarcity of position. My team 2 was starting pitcher heavy. Team 3 Neelan picked best available. Team 4 I went best available. Team 5 Neelan went starting pitcher heavy. Team 6 was so, whatever team. Team 7 was Nealon's personal squad. Team 8, we went with scarcity again. Team 9, no starting pitching till round 6. Team 10, no starting pitcher till round 6. Uh, team 11 was whatever, and Team 12 was my personal team.
0: A couple questions as we go through the draft. Uh, Did you find like a particular team harder to draft for than
1: the others, and vice versa? Drafting starting pitcher heavy was easier to draft for because you're already being dictated what you have to do in the first four or five rounds. So that was the easier one. It was easy just based on the fact that we were being told I'm going to start with three or four starting pitchers. Okay. Period. I guess what would be interesting is more like the the scarcity teams. That's a fluid situation. You know what may start off as scarce becomes. Less so, you know, down the draft or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I think that one was a lot more subjective than other, like other teams. You know, your, the, your team that you draft personally. We're all kind of drafting personally, like each each round, right? So. Oh, we got our favorites, and what, yeah. what who
0: do we bring? You know, who we value above others.
1: Yeah, so we were we were using our own lists for each team it wasn't like we're cheating each other we're trying to position for
0: yeah we weren't trying players. to it, it wasn't adversarial where we were we we're competing with each other and trying to steal each other's picks
1: we were just trying to make the best teams available with the players that are there so. and
0: we used different we had different lists i think you went off a uh, a certain uh, list and i went
1: with um the aaron list proprietary
0: <laughs> i player. went off the fantasy pros uh the fantasy pros site but uh, well, Fantasy
1: Pros is an amalgamation of yeah. multiple hundreds of sites, right? So, yeah. But that can change real quick, right? Because this is still what about what three weeks out? Two weeks now. Two and a half weeks out. So opening day is two weeks. The Fantasy Pros numbers will fluctuate. Well, yeah, will fluctuate.
0: Yeah. Based on like the adjustment of people's lists and etc. etc. Yeah, on well,
1: actual drafts, right? Yeah. As, as people start doing more and more drafts, then yeah. It does change, so... It
0: was... Uh, I would say, for me, the... Oh, man, the team that was hard to pick... It was hard to pick the no starting pitcher until sixth round. Partially because... The first five rounds, pretty easy. Because, you know, you just going... You're looking for just the most valuable hitter out there. Mm-hmm. offensive hitter out there. And then you picked it. But what made it hard is that... Now you put yourself in a huge friggin hole. Because... You haven't had a starting pitcher in the first six rounds, yeah, and
1: then
0: that kind of that kind of hamstrung you a lot. It is like basically now you just kind of reverse course, and now like you gotta have to pick. your probably your next three or four picks, or even five picks, have to be pitcher, 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 pitcher
1: yeah. in order to
0: catch up, right?
1: It was hard, but you also get your choice of offense, and it's always nice to build up.
0: Looking at your, your six teams that you picked, like, which one do you like the best right now?
1: I like my starting pitch heavy team. I have five starting pitches already. Best available team. Unfortunately, Carlos Garasco's goes out for six to eight weeks, so that hurts. My whatever team. Offensively good, pitching-wise. Not so good. Scarcity team. I like my scarcity team pretty good. No starting pitcher one. Kevin Gausman's gross. And... My personal team, I think I love it the best. I think that one's pretty well rounded because I have a lot of guys that throw hard, high upside. Framber Val- Valdez looks like he's not going to miss the entire season, so he could be another number one ace, like you know, pitcher, starting pitcher. So.
0: And also part of the the benefit for like the personal team is it's kind of an unfair advantage too because you already know what the strategies of the other teams are. Mm. So you know what they're going after.
1: But at the same time, if you do go into a draft with your friends, they generally have similar strategies, right? True. Like they, have, you, they have predictable strategies that have happened in the past unless but they, they do a complete sea change, right?
0: I think the benefit for the personal team is like the uh, ability to adapt. One clear advantage of your personal team is to adjust... As the as the draft progresses, where we we've kind of set like we've kind of set pre, predetermined rules on the strategies of the others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've basically tried to beholden our strategy no matter what as it goes. I mean, there's times and we we talked about it as we drafted that we needed to kind of bend the rules a little bit in terms of like sticking to the strategy because it just doesn't make sense. One of the biggest examples I said was the uh, what I during the draft when I was talking is the um, the no starting pitcher till sixth round. That's pretty hard to follow. I think in the sixth round, I ended up getting a pitcher, but it was basically a like a, a relief pitcher or something. Mm-hmm. Just so there's a pitcher in the roster after the sixth round. But you've also
1: seen in drafts where people draft starting or relief oh yeah, pitchers. absolutely. Instead of starting pitchers. So yeah. they'll load up on relief pitchers. There's the Sparps, right, that they can load up on too. So this strategy is true. The other strategy that I forgot to employ was the the dump saves or dump speed type guys. The, this exercise is to build rosters just with constraints. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't hurt, like, for me with my personal team that I was drafting 12. You were drafting 7, so you had to remain pretty fluid with yeah. your personal one, but for me, drafting at twelve is pretty nice because you you see what's available. You can dictate, or you have to bend to whatever's going on. So, going through this
0: exercise, I do see that there is a validity towards the um, starting pitchers being extra valuable. Yeah, because looking at the pitching, the pitcher-heavy team. Yes, I I I went. Like basically that my four out of my first five picks were starting pitchers. There is still offense or hitting out there that's, that's still available later in the draft to catch you up where I found that if I went hitter heavy in the beginning, it was harder to find those, like those pitching gems later in the, later in the draft compared to finding like hitting gems. Basically that was a kind of like a, a point counterpoint, right? One team's going hitter heavy, one, team is going pitcher heavy and then trying to try to if you would match them up like i would probably put my money on the pitcher heavy team that observation kind of proved what you previously were saying like what the experts or what the the general consensus is out there
1: when you notice though when you went scarcity when i went scarcity are you starting pitchers Mm. as a thing that was scarce you went offensively
0: i went outfielder
1: Well, you start okay let's just let's start well I went yeah
0: position scarcity so like yeah my uh, I didn't get to my starting pitcher until like the fourth round so yeah my first three picks were hitters but Mm -hmm. it was outfield first base it was outfield
1: third base first base
0: in retrospect I'm thinking like maybe the third base pick was a little too high like pretty much most of the teams have a third baseman already there's still a a decent amount of good third baseman out there at that point, maybe actually thought about going, uh, starting pitcher at that point. I mean, you were surprised when you, when I said outfield as a, as a position scarcity, but you looked like
1: after what three rounds, like the cliff kind of dropped off a bit for outfielders, right? It, it does in terms of like five category studs or four category studs. Yeah. You could still build an outfield piecemeal. Like certain teams, I mean, we, we should just start going through the draft because one team has no outfielders, but you still need to field an outfield. So there are players available that maybe they're speed guys, maybe they're what you call guys. But well,
0: that'll be more like category, like category specialists then.
1: So anything interesting with round one? Cunha, Cole, Betts, Tatis, DeGrom, Trout, Soto, Yelich, Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez, Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story.
0: Well, it was surprising how late Soto and Trout went.
1: Part of that reason is the fact that they were starting pitcher-heavy guys. Yeah. Which may or may not actually happen. In points leagues, I think this is very indicative of what would happen. And maybe like Roto head-to-head.
0: But that's what we were kind of
1: drafting for, right? Was a Roto head-to-head. I don't think there's any surprise in the first round, though, right?
0: In terms of like the people picked? I don't think so. It's just the the arrangement
1: as how they were picked. Okay, so coming back, Harper, Bieber, Bellinger, Machado, Bauer, Lindor, Bregman, Yu Darvish, Arenado, Bueller, Giolito, and Rendon. I know Bieber has been great, but I didn't realize like how high they moved him. Well, at this point, he is the third starting pitcher off the board, right? Yeah, I don't know what to say, but he's been pretty dominant. I know. He's, He's the youngest of the three. He still has possible upside to hit his ceiling. I mean, he's he's above like everybody else. Yeah, everybody (laughs) Everybody not named Garrett Cole and Degrom. So that's that's, he's number three. Like it's crazy. Is it crazy?
0: No. Well, I'm I'm just surprised. I mean, like I know like his numbers have been have been
1: great, but I mean, is it that young worthy? Uninjured, young, upside is still there. Hard to you dis- discount it? The other caveat is that it's not a good team that he's
0: playing on anymore.
1: That could be an issue. Defense is going to be an issue. He might give up unnecessary runs from this point on. Yeah.
0: Well, there ain't going to be wins either. Wins will probably be kind of few and far between.
1: You can never chase wins though, right? No, you can. I don't know. No, not so much. I mean, it's, it, it basically went... You have your Harper pick. Well, but like you said, if outfield is... Yeah. That hard to find, you're gonna have to get a great outfielder up front. So
0: Yeah. I mean there's like looking at the 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 list and stuff that I don't I don't see too many too many falling out of order.
1: But you also gotta look at you there was another four starting pitchers that ran, went in round two. The Giolito towards the end, that was that was kind of Well, that's going to a starting pitcher here. Yeah, team. yeah. But have you seen this occur in the last 10 years where seven starting pitchers in the first two rounds. I don't think so. Nope. You see, like, in the past, you would see, like, what, Cole Verlander, maybe, Scherzer, right? You see three guys. And we haven't seen those guys show up yet either. Yeah, but you would only see, like, maybe a maximum of four guys in the first two rounds. This it's essentially doubled, which is an interesting trend.
0: And I'm wondering if it's is it more? Is it more because of the volatility of pitching, like people want to stockpile the best of the best, or is it going to? Is it more of the inconsistency inconsistencies of the hitters because we've like we've had, kind of had a roller coaster season last year of a lot of a lot of hitters who are usually mainstays on the top like had bad years
1: or. I think it's just the great pitchers are so great, they're well above the mediocrity that you want to get one of those pretty high. I don't think it's the inconsistency of the hitters. The hitters, they go through ebbs and flows. In 60 games, you don't really get a true indication of how good a hitter is, right? Unless their skills have plateaued or just cratered. You know, for example, like, Yelich sucked. But does Yelich belong in, like, this 15th round because he hit, like, garbage? I don't think so. You yeah. You're still banking he's going to come back. I'm just thinking, it's like, I
0: yeah, we know that the hitters go through ebbs and flows and things like that. But the like before, even if the hitters have been great or you know have gone through peaks and valleys, there still was a level of trust where it kind of dictated where they're going to end up in their the position in you know their draft position. But it seems like the trust isn't there as much.
1: I just think it's just it's the value of the pitcher that.
0: Fair enough. I mean, again,
1: this is just a thought
0: that it's like, is it. Is it the is it the pitching or the hitting that's
1: it's the hitting it's the... it's the pitching that is so dominant that it moves yeah. the hitters down yeah yeah so round three Abreu Alonso Bobochet, Vlad so we had a run of three first basemen Aaron Nola Ozzy Albie's Max Scherzer Luis Castillo Lemayhu Alberto Mondesi Corey Seager Anthony Rizzo so you've seen. Five first basemen go, right? Is that five? Like,
0: if you look at it, the first base pool is pretty garbage.
1: And then you also have three more starting pitchers go in that round. So you've already you've already burned through eleven starting pitchers, <laughs> ten starting pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yep, that is. I mean, that's just. I
0: found that that round kind of was more indicative of like what the state of first basemen are for this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that was more, that that round kind of shown how depleted the that position is.
1: Yeah, the scarcity.
0: Either the scarcity or just the, the overall like confidence of like, because there's some guys out there that had like monster years, but either they cratered or they're, or just people just have no confidence in them.
1: But in some respects, you gotta look at a guy like Abreu who's Who's been going in the mid, you know, the low seven, eight rounds? You got him all the way up to number round three because he had arguably his best, you know, best season of his career, right? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, he was MVP, right?
1: Yeah. Will it last? Will it maintain?
0: If you're looking at consistency, I think he's in the past what three years? He's been the most consistent, three four years.
1: But he's also been been drafted at value, yeah. Like in rounds five, six versus.
0: Well, this, that all was more way. of a, I mean, but that call was more of, of the strategy of, because that was a position scarcity. Break. Yeah. And then at that point, when I'm looking at the, what's available, like in terms of positions, it's like, He's it's
1: best either, person. yeah,
0: it's either starting pitcher or first baseman. Mm. And, you know, like, like anytime you do a, a snake draft, you want to be at the front of the run instead of at the tail. Yeah. Right? So you want to start the run instead of be caught up, either caught up in the run or having to scoop up whatever's left after the run is over or at the end of the run.
1: But I think like you said ahead of time before, picking Rendon right there might have been not the best. Oh yeah, Rendon for the third base. Yeah, that was kind of a, I mean, not, he's not a bad player, but at that position in terms of scarcity, you probably would have gone starting yeah, pitcher. Yeah, there's,
0: there's definitely there's definitely was a a little yeah. bit of regret in making yeah. that pick. He's a great player, and at, at the I mean, it was in terms of value, was it a bad value pick. No. But it's just sticking to the theme yeah. on the grounds of what I've, I was doing. That could have been a pitcher's pick,
1: right? Yeah, there. but but by pressing for a spaceman you set it off right right there. So yeah, that, that's also important. You set
0: it off and you guaranteed yourself. Probably the cream of the crop in terms of, like, hmm. for, for first baseman. Now you can put him at first base and pretty much not worry about it.
1: Yeah. So round four, Blake Snell, Luis Robert, Kevin Biggio, Eloy Jimenez, Aaron Judge, Clayton Kershaw, Bogarts, Flaherty, George Springer, Rafael Divers, Brandon Woodruff, Kenta Maeda. That's another one, two...
0: This is more like the cleaning up. You trying to grab whatever valuable pitcher, like yeah. whatever best valuable pitcher is so out there. So five
1: more in round four. Yeah.
0: But I think another observation is now you're starting to see the position scarcity of premium outfielders. Yeah. So this is, I think, not just people scooping up whatever whatever cream of the crop uh, starting pitchers are, like best starting pitchers are available. Um people are are well we were kinda concentrating on scooping up the premium outfielders. Yeah. Like your one A, one B outfielders because after this this is where probably the cliff it kinda plateaus and then it's gonna start cratering or yeah.
1: coming down. Yep. So round five, first catcher we're Muto. Zach Gallen, Kyle Tucker, Sonny Gray, Luke Voigt, Kettle Marte, Eugenio Suarez, Goldschmidt, Josh Hader, first reliever off the board, Marcel Ozuna, Quick, Merryfield, and Randy Rosarina. So,
0: this one was the when I get yeah Hader was the first relief pitcher because that was my no starting pitcher till the sixth round and I cheated. Well not cheated, but I change like I basically changed gears because I yeah. felt like I needed a pitcher
1: yeah.
0: by before I hit the sixth round. Yeah. But it also leads me to another question is like in your personal strategy or or uh drafting foreclosures this year.
1: Yeah.
0: Because like that dried up real fast. Yeah. We have like maybe what, four, five dedicated closers this year?
1: But you also have guys with jobs that are relatively tenuous, like a Kenley Jansen. So you have guys that are like no brainers, closers, jobs locked down, then you got like this at this point it's like a middle class of like about fifteen guys who have the jobs, somebody's right behind them, right?
0: I would say even less than that because there's going to, I think the majority of it is now, it's like it's split. Like, majority of them are like teams that have uh, like the closer job split between at least two people.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's special, it's super specialist committees, whatever. So, I mean, I go back to how I always used to draft closers. Like, maybe try to get one at value and establish closer with a job 100%. And then just get guys with huge ratios, you know, thirteen Ks per nine, that kind of guy. Because
0: Hater still has value at probably at that fifth at that fifth round.
1: Well, because he's good ratios, ERA, whip. He can strike out a hundred something guys. He might pick up wins. He might pick up saves. So he that that's his value. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they kind of I mean because they kind of cemented him more as the de facto closer now.
1: But of, then, there, but there's that that Devin Williams guy who throws just as hard, who does kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. So,
0: so that's what I because it seems okay. like when I was watching, when I was looking at the team, how they're how they've been playing, especially when during the playoffs, so I seen them is like they kind of moved, they kind of there was a basically a change in the guard where Hader became like more the closer, and then Williams kind of inherited Hader's previous position as like the the stopper in the middle of mm. you know like basically in the middle the shutdown middle relief guy.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, I thought, like, in terms of, like, saves and stuff like that, he might be in for, like, a career high in saves this year because they're going to kind of relegate him, especially, like, now they're more concerned about his wear and tear, so they're only going to keep him for just a one Then only let him pitch for one inning kind of thing, mm. and then that's it.
1: But it also depends on righty-lefty matchups and all this kind of stuff. Where sometimes they just don't like lefties being closers. So uh, maybe if he struggles a little bit, he gives it to Devin Williams. You don't know. We, we the 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 closer position is so tenuous that it's almost not worth allocating huge resources on. But I mean, but get guys that strike out a ton, throw. Lower innings, you know, you need, like, two-to-one strikeouts to innings at this point on a guy.
0: I mean, there's going to be a couple... I mean, there's a there's a, there's a small bunch of guys that are pretty much the de facto closer. Like, Chapman
1: is Chapman. But Chapman is also injured, so you got to think about a guy like Chad Green who can elevate, too, so... But it's, it's... Some of these guys, they're not young. Like, the closer are not young now, so... Well,
0: because there is no,
1: like there hasn't been, like, a kind
0: of a closer role for the past, what, how many, like, the past few seasons already, right? So yeah. they, they kind of, they don't, they don't designate a closer, like, teams don't designate a uh shutdown, like, closer well,
1: anymore. But at this point, two or three bad days, you, you're removed. You might yeah. get your shot again, but you get a shorter and shorter leash, right? So you need just guys that strike out a ton of guys, I think that doesn't do damage to your ear and whip, right? Like if you're going to try and go for saves, you will be disappointed because at least half of those guys are going to do their jobs throughout the year. Mm, mm. You know, Craig Campbell, he was a shutdown guy. And now he's garbage trash, right? And yeah. You can draft him in like the 18th round or whatever, but let's see. Um, so Goldschmidt, nah, well, Max Muncie's already been the last good. First baseman, yeah.
0: I mean yeah, it gets pretty it gets pretty gross already yeah. after this, like in terms of first baseman.
1: Yeah, so round six, Jan Moncada, starting Marte, Hinjin Hu, Glasno, Altuve, Kessin Hira, first baseman, Max Muncy, Tim Anderson, Michael Conforto, Strasburg, D H Nelson Cruz, and Gleber Torres. So this time around, only oh three three starting pitchers. <laughs>
0: well, now this is where like the, the the no starting pitcher till sixth round kind of they got unleashed, yeah. <laughs> so they could they could start. St- so those
1: two those two teams drafted starting pitchers yeah. first thing. We'll see. But what's also interesting is the SP. My starting pitcher heavy team went with RB, one of the best hitters available, Nelson Cruz, and then slotted him DH. Right, so. Kind of by necessity versus choice, because you locked up. You locked up your DH. You locked up your DH, with a DH. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but, um, I mean, like, I think we can kind of, like, make observations on, like, how deep the, uh, the shortstop the position is uh, on this round.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there's still super talented... Shortstops stops out there. And yeah. also again the observation of there's not a there's pretty much crappy first baseman <laughs> where Keston Hira is being drafted as a first baseman.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. In the sixth round.
1: Well he is pretty good. Is he first base good? Uh he will be now. But look at look at how far Altuve has fallen round six. That's a big drop, and if he doesn't have speed and he hits fifteen home runs, how far down the pack does he go at second base? I mean, I mean at he's this point, gonna have
0: to he's gonna have to be like tops in the batting average. Well,
1: because right now he's not even there either, right? Yeah.
0: Well, so, that's why it's like his talent. I mean, his talent is in his stolen. His value is in his is batting average and stolen bases. If he
1: loses one or the other or both, well, he's, he's already lost. Yeah. Speed. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean,
0: like, if, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you lose one or the other or both, then, then, you know, there's all your value, all your value is gone already, right? Yeah. And you can arguably say that is a much weaker a lineup this year.
1: So the runs might start to dry up too. Or so he's forced to run to generate so. runs, so. Round seven, Jordano Alvarez, Javi Baez, Lance Lynn, Carlos Carrasco, Earl Chapman, Corbin Burns, Liam Hendricks, Edwin Diaz, so here's the run on relievers, Matt Olson, Zach Klesak, Max Freed, Ian Anderson. So yeah,
0: so pitching is starting to look a little janky.
1: Yep, and now you're seeing relievers getting picked, right?
0: Yeah, the, well, the closer, yeah, so that kind of like where we, we discussed, like, a little earlier there's only a small handful of maybe like just valued closers and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna get I mean that seems about right 7th round yeah it seems about right for the run to start
1: yeah round 8 Sandy Alcantara JD Martinez Giancarlo
0: Sandy Alcantara as a starting pitcher in the 8th round that is pretty yeah that's very interesting
1: cause he throws really hard and he's awesome Zach Granke, Chris Bryant, Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows, Charlie Blackman, Brad Hadn, Nick Castellanos, Patrick Corbin, and Jose Berrios. So now you're getting like the three, four starters coming off the board. The outfield's starting to thin out. Well, I mean, you still have a lot of value out there. You got Charlie Blackman, Austin Meadows, guys that... As recently as two years ago, like huge seasons. Yeah. Chris Bryant, right? Former MVP. He's what three years removed from his MVP purity at this point. I don't know, lots of years. It feels like feels like ten. <laughs> he's only been in the league seven. <laughs> no, no, no. He's still only what twenty eight or something like that, right? Close to thirty. He's he's getting there, but he's he younger than he's younger than Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo's thirty one. But both those guys have been hyped up. First, second round picks haven't paid off. And now you're seeing 8th round. To me, like a guy like Chris Bryant could be huge value. Because he could be an MVP. He could also be bootleg Josh Donaldson. So round 9, Danilson Lamette, Rizel Iglesias, Jeff McNeil, Jesus Duzardo, Trent Grisham, Dylan Bundy, Salvador Perez, Wilson Contreras, Zach Wheeler, James Karinchik, Charlie Morton, and Josh Bell. So first base, we're digging into the crates. Now the the other top three catchers are off the board. Finally,
0: yeah. So there there was been a there was a huge gap between Ryomuto
1: and everybody the, else. Everybody <laughs> else
0: seems to be pitching is still premium. There's still a couple uh, people. Couple teams went for uh, closers again.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, I think this is where the the strategies start to slowly. Switch towards now. Now they need to fill spots. Teams that have put emphasis in a certain category or, or position need to turn around and now actually take care of the things that they kind of ignored so far.
1: Yeah. Round 10 Frambro Valdez, Kenley Jansen, Sixto Sanchez, Teoscar Hernandez, Dominic Smith, Eddie Rosario, Gary Sanchez, Matt Chapman. Drake Cronenworth, Kyle Hendricks, Carlos Correa, and Mike Moustakis.
0: So, like, shortstop round 10, shortstop's still pretty deep. Carlos Correa still came off, like, at round 10. He had a pretty good year last year, if I remember correctly. So, you know, that just kind of shows... I I don't know,
1: is he like the 12th or 13th shortstop off the board?
0: And there's there's still good shortstops out there.
1: Alright, round 11, Chris Paddock, Byron Buxton, Tommy Pham, Alex Verdugo, Marquis Simeon, Lourdes Goriel, Will Smith, Shohei, Joe Musgrove, Kevin Gausman, Alex Baum, and Pablo Lopez.
0: Okay, and now it's scraping pitching.
1: Now it's like upside guys.
0: This is only what? Uh, round 11. Right? Round 11. Not even halfway through to the...
1: So round 12... Andrew Benatendi, Reese Hoskins, Miguel Sano, Joey Gallo. Wow, that's a lot of strikeouts between all those guys. Didi Gregorius, Lance McCullers, Eduardo Rodriguez, Ryan Presley, Devin Williams, Dansby Swanson, Josh Donaldson, and Michael Brantley.
0: So now those those are more category guys because yep. now people are not going for all-around. They're, they're either shooting for certain categories like people are going for power because there's a lot of like there was a bunch of teams that have like went speed yeah or average and now they're blowing up their average to get power
1: (laughs) round 13 the Haas Eric Hosmer Nick Magigal Mike Yastrzemski Julio Urias Jorge Solar Nick Anderson Frankie Montas Jameson Tyone Will Myers Victor Robles Kirby Yates and Amir Garrett
0: so speculative closing or speculative saves, yep. scraping whatever first baseman's left. Again, more category category guys.
1: So final round that we drafted: Christian Vasquez, Tommy Edmond, Yasmani Grandal, Travis Darno, Ramon Loriano, Kyle Lewis, Joe Adele, AJ Pollock, Dalton Varsho, Framil Reyes, Sean Murphy, Craig Kimbrel.
0: That was a catcher run.
1: So we went catcher on just... Part of it was just trying to balance out lineups to yeah. add catchers, but...
0: Well, this is a two-catcher league, that's what Was it? It's 23 positions, so it's a two-catcher league. I mean, what are your thoughts so far, like, on the... the like, how the draft ended at that point? Was oh. it exactly what you expected? The way the the draft unfolded, did you predict, like, what would happen? Like, in terms of, like... The the strong pull for the pitching.
1: Um, well, I think we almost overed pitching. It, it almost feels like it was true overkill. A little bit. But in reality, is this is something you might see in drafts in twenty twenty one. Maybe next year you'll see a snapback where you're only gonna see Most two that, or three pitchers yeah. in rounds one and two. Not. You know, 11 pitchers in the first three rounds. That's...
0: I mean, Jameson Tyone and Kevin Gausman by for, round 14.
1: But you gotta think, Jameson Tyone is playing for the Yankees. That's added value.
0: But Kevin Gausman, Kevin Gausman.
1: Yeah, he, he sucks.
0: <laughs> so, we stopped there because it was late. And um what I wanted to spend the rest of the podcast on is kind of looking at what's left. So, if we continue to draft... Looking at the pool of what's left out there, what do
1: you see? So, like, start with your team one, the scarcity team.
0: Hitters are pretty much done. So it's probably just a matter of, like, trying to fill out the rest of the pitch. Like, category-wise, uh, maybe light on the speed. Probably going to, so probably spend the rest of the draft, like, filling out the rest of the positions with more speedsters. Pitching's looking on the thin side. Took a gamble on Kimbrel. To see if he might uh, reclaim or claim the, the closer spot, probably spend a late pick on, on a speculative uh, speculative save, and the rest probably on high upside high upside pitchers. But at this point, it would be probably high upside, low downside. It's going to probably go go a little bit more risky on the pitching. Like I'm looking at what's still out there, guys. Like I'm seeing like David Price, Mike Soroka, Corey Kluber. Those are all guys that have like they have some risk tied to them, but they also could.
1: Uh, well, a lot of those guys are coming back from injuries. You can say Syndergaard, Severino, yep, Chris Sale possibly.
0: Yeah, so there's like high risk, but like they could have high reward on it. But at this point, it's like what? This is two. This is the last third of the draft. This is where you're gonna start kind of swinging for the fences, right?
1: Yeah, so would you want these older guys or would you want younger guys upside wise?
0: Well, I mean like the younger guys kinda got scooped earlier, so you don't really have much of a choice. Young Hotness is always gonna take more like
1: But so you try to get one burner for this for this team for sure too, right? The,
0: well, if there is, if it falls if if it falls to you. Oh,
1: well, but you need to find one, right? This is this team doesn't have speed except for this team probably spend the rest
0: of the draft for, like, filling out the rest of the positions with, like, speedsters. Mm. So, like, yeah, just looking for anybody who has, like, speed.
1: Okay, let's look at team two, then. They need outfield. They could use some speed, but they got a guy, like, Buxton. Oh, well, magico has got some speed. They actually need, like, power. They had a pretty good pitching staff, so the pitching staff, just guys to enhance the ratios, if anything. Yeah, at that point, I... I go for guys like David Dahl. Mm. You know, post type sleepers in good positions. I think he's in Texas. Guy like maybe like Clint Frazier if he ever gets a job.
0: No, they're always he'll always get a job because that outfield is
1: And even a guy like Mitch Haniger who lost all the last year and stuff, I mean when he was in there he was super productive and if he's at the top of the Mariners lineup that's pretty big too, so I think finding outfielders to fill out your back end, that's very doable.
0: It's doable. It's just a matter of like what you're trying to what you're trying to hunt for, yeah.
1: Okay, so team three.
0: So this one definitely needs
1: a first needs some baseman. help.
0: Well, it needs a first baseman. It basically needs first baseman and pitching at this point. We missed the run on the catchers, so we'll just scrape a catcher at the end. Bueller, Strasburg. It's a good one-two combo. It's missing that third, that third shutdown.
1: Oh, Lance Lynn and Kyle Hendricks are innings eaters that don't yeah. do don't hurt your ratios. What would be the first baseman you'd be looking for? I think everybody else has first baseman, right? I mean, Carlos
0: Santana is a good is always a good fallback. I mean, even even if he's in um even if he's in Kansas City now, if you want to go speculative, you can go Jesus Aguilar in Miami. Some big power upside. If you really wanna, like, take a fucking gamble, you can go Joy Votto or Miguel Cabrera, but I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you, you could try to, I mean, literally, you could try to give it a shot to see if they have any left in the tank, but I would save that for, like, the very end. Or you can actually, um, or if you wanna go safe, like, probably pretty safe, again, it will be Carlos Santana and then, and, uh, Yuli Gurriel for Houston. Yeah, Guriel is older, but he seems to be consistent enough, and he'll he'll get his he'll get his at bats.
1: All right, team four, I need speed. I need lots and lots of speed. I'll be just trying to get burners. Every 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 place I can get a burner, I'll fit them in there. I like my relievers on this one. Carrasco will get hurt, so I'll need to get more starting pitchers. I don't know. I might I might even go Sparps on these guys. Just just to keep my ratios down. Th- this team is huge upside. If Vlad can take it to that next level, this team is very solid. Let's see, Team 5. Team 5,
0: I think, is just pretty much just going for whatever offense you can get. Uh, speed is good. You got Pollock, Grisham, Blackman. They all can steal bases. Anderson's a burner. Simeon, like all of them can, like each of them can steal at least 15+. plus. Uh, pitching is done. I mean, like, that's pretty much all you, like, you can take speculative picks already at this point
1: Mm.
0: for those. So you're just looking for best bang for your buck for offense. Maybe try not to wait at that very, very end for catching. Like, you might all go a little bit more aggressive on the catching Mm. if there is a good catcher (laughs) out there. You could probably try, try, try for Mitch Garver, a Mitch Garver or something like that who had a a good season, not last season, but the season before.
1: Mm.
0: Like he seems really good. You could try to see if there's anything left in the tank on Buster Posey. Way late in the in the draft, you see like a lot of uh, teams that we've been talking is like looking for speed. This team doesn't really need to look for speed at this point. They just got to look for offense.
1: Well, it's a compiler team of speed, yeah. They're not. Yeah.
0: Which is fine. That's fine because I mean, like, when if you have if you actually have like four players. Or five base, four or five base dealers on a team. Mm. That's, that's good. That's okay.
1: Well, you're not trying to overkill in yeah. any category. You just want to, well, you want to beat teams. You don't yeah, overkill. I mean, you
0: and you're, if you're looking at this as like, if you, if there's a deficiency, yeah, power is kind of, it's a, power is there. Uh, it's, you still got a little bit of power. Solaire, Chapman, Voight, but, You know, you could, you could, you probably need like those RBI guys and to fill out those spots. But I mean, like this team is pretty much, like, this team, this team is pretty much cruise control at this point. You're just gonna grab whatever the best available offense guy you can. Maybe, maybe like, and you can go super speculative for your pitching because you have such a good core. So,
1: I don't know. I would say you'd be relatively conservative. Like, you don't want to screw up your pitching.
0: This would be a team that you can go, yeah, we'll go Syndergaard. You know, we'll pick up a Syndergaard yeah. in the late because why not?
1: Well, I mean, you know that if he comes back, he has to be healthy. If he doesn't come back, then he's just yeah. dead weight, so. Huh, team six. I'm looking at team six. I like that offense. I hate that pitching. This, this team has to load up on pitching. Like, how, how would you load up on that? I mean, whatever is best available you're gonna probably just go for guys on you're gonna have to go for any theaters on winning teams man so you're not gonna you're you're not gonna go risky not necessarily risky but you, you I don't think you're gonna win strikeouts so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to compile and you gotta win so you get guys like who are those guys in the dot like you know a david price type back end starters in some respects, you can't just go for innings eaters that do nothing. Herman Marquez, who I screw up. Paxton, you know, Michael Kopech, Carlos Martinez, those types of guys. They may not strike out a lot, but they do decent whip. So, those are the kind of guys I look for. Guys that are winning teams. I got, I got no problems in my off. I like that one. Okay, team seven. Team seven's catchers all.
0: Filled up. Outfield probably needs to be filled out a little bit. Could use a little bit of speed, extra speed. Uh, Pitching staff's not the best, but it's decent. Probably want to go with at least try to try to look for a like a take a chance on like a a low risk but decent reward kind of uh, pitcher. This would be something like maybe you would I would pick like a Corey Kluber. Or, uh, like, a try a Corey, try to shoot for a Corey Kluber. And, uh, or James Paxton. Like, those rec- reclamation guys, like, who are coming off, uh, are coming off injury, but could, uh, have, like, some upside to it. Uh, they also, <clears throat> like, Scherzer, Kershaw, and Montas have, like, they're pretty resilient, so they'll, they'll, get you a bunch of innings so you can go for like uh some some like basically shorter starters so maybe even like a gonsolin which has like good numbers but won't pitch like deep most of the most of the the most of the depleted positions are kind of sort of filled you're just looking for like that middle and corner which you can probably get like uh like third base there's like you can probably fill your corner with a good third baseman but uh, this will probably be another one that you might look for. It's like some guys who doesn't have to steal, like, 20 bases or 30 bases, but maybe, like, 15. So maybe a Lorenzo Cain or a Mark I don't
1: know. This team looks like it has a lot of stolen bases. Well, it depends if Lindor runs anymore.
0: Yeah. Lindor runs a bit. I don't think Rosario runs that much anymore.
1: He was supposed to steal 30 bases, so...
0: That, that would be depending on, like, how... Yeah, the speculation for here sure is. Because I saw like it, it can be up to thirty, it can be low as ten fifteen. But there's power in there too, so like Brandon Lau, Eduardo, I mean Eugenio Suarez, Soto, so there's power in there too. Plus the catching uh catching there was a lot of investment in catching for Will Smith and Salvador Perez. So like, you know, twenty home run catchers are nothing to sneeze at. So yeah, it's just a this team
1: just needs some polish. I think they'll be good. Team eight. Ah, more starting pitching. It's all back to starting pitching again. Pitching and closers. That's about all I can say about that. Offensively, they're pretty damn good. Especially if Jose Altuve can bounce back. They can do that. That team is. It's got speed and power. Cause even Contreras, can hit, right? Mm-hmm. So, offensively, not worried. Defensively, yeah, you just need need all sorts of help. Team 9,
0: uh ton of power. So this, this team has a lot of power. Batting average might be an issue. Other than that, it's just uh, uh, filling out the rest of the pitching staff, which is average at best. So, yeah, it's just an, it's an, another one of those, like, got to just shoot for the, whatever the best uh, starting pitcher you have. Maybe take a shot at Soroka.
1: Coming me off injury, though.
0: Yeah. At this point, like, there's blem like every starting pitcher that you're gonna grab is gonna have a blemish. It's either injury or
1: coming off bad seasons or. Let's see, team ten. Oh, speed, speed, speed. Oh, we go snow. This team is pretty balanced. I gotta say, you got some burners, and then you got like just power guys. So, offensively good, defensively pitching wise. Oh crap! Here we go again. Just needs pitchers. You, this team just needs to load up. Whatever. All hands on deck. Offensively, it has no first baseman, but... I mean, since you could put Miguel Sano at first base, right?
0: Hmm.
1: Eh, they're fine. They're offensively, not an issue. This, this defense again. See, Team 11. This team actually looks pretty good. Uh, I am okay with
0: a Bieber-Free-Morton uh, 1-2-3 punch. They already have... Uh, two closers with Jansen and Yates, a uh, lot of speed, uh, you got Merrifield, Robert, uh, Marte, so I mean speed wise you're okay, Edmund steals a little bit, Power, Freeman, Hoskins, maybe a little bit, needs a little bit more thunder, like you probably want to look more for middle of the order hitters. Uh, pitchers, you can, I think you're okay with just going middle of the pack pitcher, just looking for middle of the pack safer pitchers, like safer picks.
1: Well, I don't think you'll get the high strikeout guy right on this one, cause you already have your closers in place. So.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, like, I think like Pineda, Pineda is a high strikeout guy, not super, I mean, not super high upside, but I don't think he'll kill you. You can go middle relief-type guys, too.
1: Like uh, I would I would go totally at the Gratterall guy. Oh, Brewster Gratterall? Especially if you have Kenley Jansen, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a Yarborough, high a, strikeout. An opener. Offense is like, there's only one, two, three, four, five, five more spots open, including two catchers. Probably want to fill the catcher
1: spots a little bit earlier than everybody else. Let's see, Team 12, what do I need? Nothing. They're awesome. I don't know what Randy Roserania is gonna do. Do you know what Randy Roserania is gonna do? He's supposed to be like the new hotness, but he could also be sucky sucky like. Aren't Numbers look good. You?
0: Numbers actually. I was looking at the minor leagues. I mean, like,
1: there's hype on that guy. So. I mean, he could he could be like the next Miguel Cabrera that. Well, he came in. He's one of those Cuban imports, right? Yeah, but he but like Miguel Cabrera, they came they came into. The major leagues in the postseason. Right? Yeah, so we didn't get to
0: see a full season from him yet. Well, no. we didn't even see a third of a season from him yet.
1: But he was freaking electric in the postseason. So. Oh yeah,
0: he was, and it's hard. It's hard to judge when a person is like on that much of a hot streak because you you look at him and it's like there is no like you watch him hit and it's like there is no holes in that swing right now. <laughs> but, see, but
1: what's interesting is no holes in the swing. I mean, not no holes, but. He's he's incredibly hot, but he's also going against a team that's incredibly hot, too, right? That yeah. they're going against. So it's it's interesting. Like they're going best on best at that point. Yeah. And Andrew Benatendi. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. I haven't figured it out. But I think offensively, this team's pretty good. Got some speed. Got some power. I like my pitching staff. I've already filled them out. Probably just want more guys that can throw 110 miles an hour. I mean, for me, it was a good exper- experiment to draft accordingly. It just shows kind of the sea change happening with pitchers, though. I'm not sure if it's a short term, or it's going to be a long term move.
0: I think it all depends on how the um, how like the teams are going to handle their starting pitchers, like going forward, or like are they going to. Are they gonna let their veterans cut loose or baby their younger their younger arms? Or but, like, do
1: but as but as you've seen, there is no right answer. Teams that have baby arms, those arms still got hurt. Yep. Right. And some some teams where they just let them go, they pitch forever, like you know Scherzer and Verlander until their arms just explode. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't. Or like,
0: like Bauer, Bauer was like adamantly like against like Cleveland letting, you know, babying his arm. He wanted to go more, right? More often and longer and deeper, whatever. If that's the right way or the wrong way, it's still what they believe in. So that's going to dictate the course on like how, on the outcome of like, like a lot of these pitchers.
1: And, and also, maybe, I don't know if they're gonna keep going with the openers, right? Because Baltimore did it, D-Rays, the Yankees were doing it too, right?
0: A couple of them were just, like, out of necessity already. At, at that one point, like, the Yankees had to do it because they just ran out of arms.
1: The Rays, did. Rays just did That's it because their schtick, it, right?
0: Well, that was their- that was because, like, we don't wanna spend money on- pitcher <laughs> like starting pitchers, mm. so it's like we can survive with three starting pitchers and a like a seven man or an eight man bullpen or something like that, right? We'll patchwork it together, mm. and then that, that's how they end up with like a thirty million dollar budget. It all depends. I think there's going to be a little bit of a change this year because, like you, like like we said, like there, well, we're getting a lot of pitchers coming back from injury, and uh, some of them that have opted out. From last season so you'll see like the the staffs are filled out a little bit more like even the Dodgers were using openers because they didn't have a five-man rotation at that point right mm. they were using kind of like a combination of Gonsolin, May, and Urias to fill out that fifth
1: or fifth pitcher role but now David Price is back but don't they have like six guys or seven guys that can start now? Yeah, they're they're in line. They may go to a six man rotation, limits the number of innings. Not sure how things will play out this year, especially because the fear of that hundred inning bump that they don't want people to do.
0: So I'm thinking that you're going to probably see more. You're going to see more emphasis on middle relief. You're going to see like a probably career highs in in innings for middle relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if like. Uh middle relief pitchers average like seventy innings each. But sixty seven. But so part innings. of
1: that also is the fact that they have to throw to three hitters, right?
0: Yep. So no more loogies. Left handed specialists are kind of uh they're gonna be out of a job. Or they gotta learn how to throw to right handers.
1: Or they're gonna learn to play in the outfield for two innings, for two outs. I've seen that happen. Oh really? I, I trust I trust offense more. I still trust defense. That's my opinion.
0: All right, so we'll wrap it up now. So good luck for you guys on your drafts and for the season. For the Palhana team, this is Nealon.
1: Zane. All right, see ya. Bye. <laughs>